This is the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess, and we're talking about how to rescue you from mom burnout in episode number 183. Welcome to the Birth, Baby, and Life podcast, the tips, tools, and straight talk you want for pregnancy, childbirth, and bringing up baby. And now your host, Kristen Burgess. Hi, ladies. It is Kristen, and I am happy to talk to you about a topic that I am way too familiar with today, and that topic is mom burnout. Now, for those of you who don't know me, I'm Kristen Burgess, and I work with pregnant and new mamas who want to have sacred natural births and who want to create intentional homes with happy kids. Today, again, like I said, we are talking about mom burnout, and mamas so often feel overwhelmed and burned out, and they don't know what to do about it. It's really important that you recognize the signs of burnout and it's important to know what to do about it because it happens to all mamas. Yep, even the most put together mom you know has dealt with burnout before. And it also keeps you from being the mama that you want to be and it kind of just puts a damper on enjoying life. I'll be really frank. I've been thinking a lot lately about how I want to enjoy my life. I want to feel joyful and happy most days, or even if I don't feel joyful, I want to feel content and happy and have plenty of days that I could characterize as joyful too. And when you feel burned out and overwhelmed, it's really hard to have that reality in your life. When you work through burnout, and I'm going to go through several tips that will help you work your way through burnout, you will feel calmer and more in control. Often it also gives you a renewed sense of purpose and a plan, or at least the first few steps of a plan as you start to think about coming out of burnout. And you're able to move your life back towards where you want it to be, or if you feel like you've never really quite had it where you wanted it to be, forward to that place. It also helps you to be a calmer, happier mama for your kids. So you might be feeling right now like you're drowning in the day-to-day of baby care, juggling family, being pregnant, all of that. Just think about everything that a mom does in a given day. When I sit down and look, so I have annual goals, and when I sit down and look at my annual goals, I have those divided into broad categories or roles. And when I look at that, it's a lot. So I'm a mom, so there's mom or family category. I'm a homeschooling mom, so there's homeschooling. There's the business because I run natural birth and baby care. There's education because I'm working on finishing up my bachelor's degree and praise the Lord, about to be able to restart my midwifery studies after a long hiatus due to family trauma. And then there's homemaking, so that's home management and keeping up with that. Uh, then there's any advocacy kind of work that I want to do because I'm a pretty passionate advocate about particular topics. And then there's self-care, so taking care of me, and that encompasses me mentally, physically, spiritually. And then there's nourishing relationships for relationships that I have in my life with my kids, with my parents, with friends, with people who are important to me. So you probably have a similar list. That's a lot of roles that we're juggling every day. Even if you think about a family, uh, marriage or partnership or, you know, significant othership relationship. And so work, family, significant other, extended family. So all your other relationships, friendships, and, and that sort of thing. And then 
you also have to manage the house because a lot of people, I think, they have like work and home. And I will admit that when I do my weekly planning, I tend to do it like that. I have a time to plan work. I also have a time to plan homeschool. And then I have kind of a everything else gets lumped together. But in reality, when you look at it, it's not that you just have work and home. It's that you have work and then you have home management, you have your children, you have your significant other, you have friends and family aside from that. If you do any volunteer work or activism, you have that. You get the picture. There's a lot. It's completely normal to feel overwhelmed and burned out. And sometimes we have a lot going on. We have changes in relationships. We have other traumas and things that are going on. We have things that bring up stuff in the past that we didn't deal with. We have clutter that we have to deal with. We might have kids who are having issues. You know, they're having behavioral issues or we discover that one of our kids has a special needs diagnosis or you're just juggling a bunch of children. So it can be really, really crazy. And you can find yourself feeling like you know, what What do I do? And I didn't actually put this in my notes for the show, but I also want you to be really aware of signs of burnout. So when you find yourself being really sh- short with your kids, like you get sharp with them, you lose your temper easily, you get frustrated by the littlest things, you find yourself in the bathroom crying a lot, the live video that I did this week in the Facebook group, is about that. And if you're not in the Facebook group, then um, I'll put the link in the show notes below so that you can join the group and you can go back and see that in the archives because it was kind of a a mini, uh, mini deep dive into what we're really taking a deep dive into today. But again, you know, if you find yourself sitting in the bathroom crying a lot or if you feel feelings of hopelessness and that sort of thing. Now, I'm not ruling out that if you are feeling some of those things that you should uh, visit your doctor, healthcare provider, a therapist, or a counselor and see if, if there's something clinical going on, for example, clinical depression. I think that can be valuable. But a lot of times what we're feeling is is a lot of overwhelm. And if you usually feel pretty good and like you're handling things well, but then you know your temper's just short, you're feeling overwhelmed, then you feel kind of like everything is crowding in on top of you. That can be a feeling of burnout. And it's good to recognize that when you just feel exhausted, when you can't see the light at the end of the tunnel, those can be signs of burnout. So everybody has times when they feel like that. And you may have tried other things, like you may have even heard me talk about taking baby steps. And I'm going to come back to that. Um, I talked about that on this week's live, taking baby steps. But maybe you're like me and you feel like I never stop baby stepping. I know that for me, That was a feeling that I had really distinctly a few weeks ago. I was sitting there going, gosh, I'm taking perpetual baby steps and I never feel like I finish anything. And I was just, I was hitting a wall. You know, in sports, they call it, I think they call it bonking. Like you just hit a wall, everything's gone, you have nothing more to give. That is that feeling of burnout and overwhelm. And what I did was I took out, I have these giant sticky notes. And when I say giant, they are massive. They're like the size of a poster. And I use them every week in planning for the business just because it helps me to see everything big and to be able to just brainstorm. So what I did was do a brain dump and I I poured everything out on the giant sticky. I had two. I had one where I wrote everything down for business. And like I said, the other where I wrote everything down for everything else. 
And when I did that and sat back, I actually found myself surprised because I felt really overwhelmed and like I wasn't getting anything finished. And there are still some big projects on that sticky list that I wish were done, like my bachelor's degree. <laughs> um, and they're, you know, they're not done. They, I've still got a couple semesters to put in because I took a break to have a bunch of babies. <laughs> and I've been working on it, but I've been working on it at a busy mom pace. So I recognize that even as much as I wish I could blink my eyes and have that done, it's not done. But when I looked at those lists... I realized I had not even filled up a giant sticky note for either one. So both of those areas of my life, in the business and then in all of the roles that my personal life encompasses, I was sitting here feeling like there's so much that I haven't gotten done. So much. And yet when I looked at those giant sticky notes, they weren't even full. They had a lot on them, but they weren't even full. Whereas in the past especially after all the crises that our family went through and I first started coming up for air, so to speak, like everything was chaotic and a mess. You know, I could fill one of those giant sticky notes and then I'm writing in between the lines and along the nooks and crannies and everything to try and fit everything on one freaking sheet of paper. But when I sat down a few weeks ago, I couldn't even fill up the sticky note, even with all of the roles that I balanced for my home life. And that was something that was really profound to me because it helped me to realize that even if I feel overwhelmed and even if I feel frustrated that I'm always baby stepping, my baby steps are completing things. My baby steps to my degree will work. And then my baby steps towards my midwifery academic studies. You know, I'm looking at a couple years of hard work, but that will get done. And many, many, many other projects will get done along the way. So even if you feel like you're a mess or a train wreck or like you'll never actually complete something, the truth is, is that you are probably doing an incredible job. You, even if you're, I, I get it. I went through a time period of absolute crisis and I, my world fell apart. Like probably the worst thing that could happen in a family happened in my family and you know, my bottom fell out. My, my world fell apart. I, I was drowning, literally. And everything was chaos. But when I look at how far we've come from that, and when I look at the fact that, you know what? I survived from day to day. I just treaded water. And we made it. And other people, thank the Lord for other people, were a blessing and a help. But, I you know, I kept it together. I didn't, like, drink myself to death or go off the deep end. And that means a lot. So even if, I, you know, my kids were, I'm not sure, especially in the immediate couple months aftermath, how my kids were fed. I know a lot of people brought us a lot of food. <laughs> I, I look back on that time and genuinely wonder, how did we eat every day? But once I got past that point, I knew that my kids were fed every day. I kept my kids fed every day. And we ate for a couple of years a lot of processed food. And I am so grateful to God that I have been able to get away from most of those processed foods incrementally. Incrementally, we're talking about baby steps. But I'm still super proud. So what I'm saying and how this applies to you is... Even if you feel like you're in a place where you can just tread water right now and where you need to take the tiniest, babiest of the baby steps forward, you can do that. And then think about when you look back a year from now, if you've been able to take baby steps, you still may not have arrived. 
but you will be so, so, so much further along and it will feel really good. And you are doing an incredible job right now, like just listening to this podcast and opening your mind and starting to think, how can I make something like this work for me is a great step. And you are a great mom. The fact that you're intentional and that you want to be intentional as you juggle everything, pregnancy, birth, babies, young children, mothering, relationships, home management, work, all of the above, means that you are an awesome mom. You know, the truth is, is, is we really do, you know, we make a lot of progress. Be, be aware that you need to work on things that you might need to ask for help from time to time. And give yourself a pat on the back because you make progress. And if you need somewhere to start, a, a brain dump can be the right place to go. Like getting it all out of your head and onto paper, just like I talked about. You don't have to use a giant sticky note, but you could if you want to, or just use a giant piece of like kid art paper or something. So it's interesting to me. I, I learned about using giant sticky notes from a book, which I'll mention below if any of y'all are interested. It's definitely a business book. It's not like a home book. But this book called Traction by Gino Wickman. And there's a process described in the book called IDSing. They use it like a verb, but it's an acronym that stands for, um, I think it's Identify, Discuss, and Solve. Right. And what you're doing is you're identifying issues that you have. And then this is meant to be used in a team context. And then you and your team would discuss them and then you would solve them. And so in order to commence with that IDS process, you pour it all out on paper. And the funny thing is I was I was talking to my dad uh, several nights ago because we've got an, a family issue going on that is challenging, to say the least. And he's got a lot going on and I've got a lot going on. And so we were talking and I was I was sharing with him as he was sharing that he was feeling some overwhelm. I was sharing this IDS process with him and he was super interested. He's like, what is the name of the book? And it, it, it gave me a smile because, you know, my dad's not running a business. But I liked that, that the idea was interesting to him and, and made intuitive sense to him. And so I... I feel like it's applicable even outside of a business context. So what you do is you start by identifying what is overwhelming you. And like I said, you can use a giant sheet of paper. I, I will do it on just a normal size sheet of paper as well. Like if I'm, sometimes I'll go to the library to work and I don't want to haul giant sticky notes into the library, though I have done that before. Um, and I'll just pull out a sheet of paper or sometimes, you know, if I feel really overwhelmed, um, I can, I even do this on a mini like daily basis sometimes with sticky notes. Like if I'm just overwhelmed by what I need to do for the day, I'll like just brain dump onto a sticky note and then check things off on the sticky note or use that to then uh, create another sticky note that's better organized. So it doesn't matter how you do it, but if you're doing a big brain dump because you're really overwhelmed, I do rec recommend even um, a normal size sheet of paper or a large sheet of paper. Or you can do it on your computer. You could type it all out in a Word document or OneNote or Evernote or Notion or whatever you use. You could even do it on your phone and like your favorite notes app on your phone. But I would recommend, I like, I like that tactile and also that visual of having everything in front of me because I like to lay it down on a surface or a giant sticky note, stick it up on the wall, and then literally step back away from it for a minute and just observe everything for a minute. So write 
write everything down. Even if it doesn't seem actionable, these do not have to be actionable. I know that's like a buzzword these days. This doesn't have to be actionable. Just write stuff down like, um, you know, bedtime sucks. You could write that down. Bedtime sucks. Meal preparation. Laundry everywhere. Uh, house is a mess. Write down relationships. If you feel like I know for me, sometimes I try and think down discreet ways to write things down because I know that I might have little people's eyes on it. And so if that's the case, then you can think of like if there's, you know, if if you're struggling with some issue in your marriage, you don't have to necessarily write down marriage. You could simply write down relationships because you will know what that means when you look at it, but nobody else will. Or they might assume something or another. But anyway, so you can write down something that is a little bit more discreet. If you feel like you need to do that because of little people or your significant other or whatever, if there's a struggle. But for the most part, you can just write stuff down like blunt, like that bedtime sucks one. Um, you know, overwhelmed by meal prep. Uh, the A few weeks ago when I wrote mine down, I was feeling frustrated because I feel like I was doing really well with fitness and how I felt in my body and how I fit my clothes and then... Kind of got off of that, went through some time when I was struggling, and my summer skirts are fitting a little tight. So I wrote down weight at the top of that list because at that moment in time, that I felt really defeated by that. I thankfully don't feel quite so bad about it right now, but I've also gotten back to walking the dog and, and taking a little bit more time for myself. But, you know, just don't be bashful or shy about what you write down. This is really just for you. You're not going to show anybody else these things. And do think through it's helpful for me, like I usually have some things that are at the top of my mind that are really overwhelming, but it's also helpful for me to stop and to think about those roles that I have, like in the business. And then with personal, I think about self-care is how I think about things I need to do to take care of myself. So self-care, relationships, family, um, homeschooling. And that, you know, that I think you get the gist there. So just sit back and think about the different hats that you wear, so to speak. And you can write things down. And you don't have to do like I do where you have a separate, like, work and home one. You could do it all on the same if if that's easier for you or if there's just a small, like, small things that you're struggling with at work. But if you're in a position at work where you're a business owner or an entrepreneur or a manager, you know, or you have any level of responsibility, and some of that is on your mind, it might be helpful to do a separate one for business. But if there are areas where business and home um, intersect, for example, I mean, the trendy term would be work-life balance. But if you feel like rhythm and routine, especially if you're like me working from home most of the time, uh, like that was something that I put on mine was like rhythm and routine and just figuring out blocks to fit in everything at home. So hopefully that gives you a good idea of how to start with a brain dump. And then what I recommend you do is that you step back from that list. Even step away from it for a day or two or don't finish it for a day or two because other things might come to your mind. And, you know, other things are going to come up. Then come back. What I want you to do is in the IDS process, remember that's Gino Wickman's process from the Traction book that I mentioned, and it's a business process, but they have, they do a step called Keep, Kill, Combine. And that is a good thing for you to look at too. So keeping, killing, combining means you're going to look at that. You're going to look at the things that you need to keep on there. You can look at things that you need to combine. I often have that occur both in business and personal planning. First of all, I realize I may have written down the same thing multiple times. For example, my inbox is usually overflowing 
And so I almost always put inbox triage on there. And I will often realize that I've written it two or three times. Um, and what I really want to do is be able to write on there, hire assistant to help with inbox triage. But I'm not there yet in my business. So I usually end up writing it two or three times. And I realize I can cross off, you know, the second and third instance of it. But I'll look at that list and see that there are things that could be combined on the list. And I'm trying to think of a you know, an easy example right now. Um, I don't have anything coming to mind. But when you look at your list, you'll probably look at things or you'll realize that that a couple of things on there are part of the same project. Well, I can think of one in my in my life. So one thing that I had was cleaning up the pole barn and then another was going through old electronics, some of which are in the house and some of which are in the barn. And I realized I can really combine those because while I'm in the process of cleaning up the pole barn, when I get to the place in that pole barn, which for those of you who don't know that regional vernacular, it's just a, like a giant storage building. And in my case, it's giant because my home's previous owners kept a boat, a plow truck, and another car in there. So it really is giant. Um, but anyways, so I realized when I get to the section of the pole barn that's got the old electronics in there, and I'm going through those to get ready for re for recycling them, I can also come in the house and go through the, the bins in the house that have that sort of thing. So that was a one that I realized I can combine. I can combine pole barn and electronics cleanup because one is naturally going to happen within the scope of the other. So you may, so on, on my giant, this is another reason why I like giant sticky notes and I use different colored markers too. Like I usually write the list in black and then I use colored markers, but you'll see where I draw arrows connecting one to another and I usually use a colored arrow for that. So that's that, that's that combine aspect. And then for the kill, um, this is, this is my construct of it outside of a business perspective. But when you look at the list, you may realize that there are some things that you have no control over. And for those, what I invite you to do is the serenity prayer. And most of us are, are familiar with the serenity prayer, which is, you know, God grant me the grace to, you know, to change the things that I can and the, or, you know, give me the strength to change the things I can, the grace to, uh, to let go of the things that I can't and the wisdom to know the difference is something along those lines. So I'll, I'll link to it in the show notes so that you have the actual one. But that's that concept is you may look at the list and you may realize one of two variations. One is that something you have no control over. Like in many cases, we have no control over somebody else's behavior. Now with kids, you know, we can work on parenting. We can create situations to practice and help modify their behavior. Even with teenagers, we can set some boundaries. But especially, um, you know, as kids get older, they make their own decisions and we have to leave them free to make mistakes. There may be things in your relationships that you can't control. External circumstances like things at work, layoffs, those sorts of things, global pandemics. I think we may have recently encountered that one. All of that sort of stuff. There are things that you may have no control over. You may not be able to change. Maybe you live out in the boonies and you don't have a lot of support and that's not going to be able to change right now. And so those would be the things that you would let go of because you can't change them. And then the other category there is things that you look at and you realize 
I can't change those right now, or they're not the highest priority right now. I'm going to let those slide. I mentioned when I came out of, you know, I let a lot slide where, you know, basically every day was kind of emotionally fighting for my life and just keeping the kids alive physically. And then as I started coming up for air out of that crisis mode, I still let a lot slide. I just kind of worked on the bare minimum. And now for, you know, a little over four years out from all of that, I definitely feel like I'm hitting my stride. And I'm trying to tackle most things, but I'm still realizing, like I'm going through right now, it's summertime as I'm recording this, and I'm updating kind of like my homeschool plans for each grade level. And I'm realizing, you know what? There's some stuff that I'm just going to take out because we have a rich, beautiful, wonderful homeschool and we're not going to get to that. It's not realistic on my life right now. And so I just take them out. And so there may be things that you realize, you know what, I can't do right now. And that's okay. I can't do it this phase. Maybe in a year I'll get there. And one of the things that is that is in the IDS process for business is that you keep a record of like your giant sticky, I take a I take a snapshot of it on my phone every week. And then the next week you can refer to it so you can carry things forward from week to week or in the business they have you do quarterly planning. And it could be that especially when you do this first big brain dump, you might save the list somewhere um, for like a bucket list kind of thing, but more of a practical life bucket list. And you might periodically revisit that just in your personal life so that you, as you feel better and more in control, you can come back and say, can I pick up some of these things that I made the conscious decision to let slide? And yes, if nobody has given you permission, I give you permission to consciously let something slide while you're baby stepping yourself out of burnout and overwhelm. So hopefully all of that has helped. Now, what I want you to do with what's left is I want you to take that and I want you to prioritize that. So again, in the EOS system, Gino has you write one, two, and three. You don't go past three. (laughs) And this is, we're talking about business, like, you know, vibrant, vital businesses that have multiple employees and things where they're having a team meeting. He still says, you know, one, two, three, don't go beyond that right now. That's what you're going to start with. And remember the, the S in that IDS process was solved. So this is where you start solving. So you take that number one and you start figuring out how can I solve this? And you may use a limited time period. Another interesting thing about the EOS weekly meeting, which is where this process is done, is that it's 90 minutes long. And this is for a team who's going to be discussing and deliberating. So when you think about doing this for yourself, you might think, I'm going to do this for 30 minutes. Or if that seems overwhelming, I'm just going to take 15 minutes and dump everything down, set this aside, and come back to it a couple days from now. And then I'm going to take 20 to 30 minutes to think through, number one. And if the only thing you get to in that time is thinking through one issue, that is okay. You can set a date on the calendar a week, two weeks from now and come back and look at it and evaluate how did it go working on this one thing that I had time to work on. So do not feel obligated to spend your entire afternoon sorting out everything on this list. It's just not realistic, nor is it helpful when you're overwhelmed and burned out. Start with number one. Spend a few minutes thinking it through and start thinking about some steps that can help you with it. So if you're not sure where to start, and I talked about this a little bit on the live video I 
just took a, a little dip of my toes in there and said, you could either start with, say, you've got a few tasks that you know you can knock out real quick, like calling and making a doctor's appointment, that sort of thing. You could choose to do a few of those things. I would recommend that you start with what is going to make the biggest impact and helping you potentially start to feel less overwhelmed. And if you are absolutely not sure you've got this huge list and it's got an overwhelming amount of stuff on it, I would say start with meals or bedtime if those aren't where you want them to be. So if your kids aren't sleeping well or if you feel like meals are not going the way that you want them to, start with those things. Now, I don't have time to go into a lot of practical help for those things right now. I do, however, have a couple classes that can help. One is Go to Sleep, which is actually a series that covers newborn sleep, baby sleep, and toddler sleep. And I go step by step through creating good sleep habits and helping getting everybody's sleep going well. I can't promise an overnight transformation with that, but I can promise that within a couple of weeks, everybody will be sleeping better. So I will link to go to sleep below if you are interested in that. And then the other is the mothering bundle. And that one is if you're feeling overwhelmed by like this practical day-to-day stuff, like getting meals on the table, cleaning the house and that sort of thing. That bundle includes classes that will help you with that. And as I record this, that is on summer special. Uh, For $27, you get every class in the bundle. And I will also link to that in the show notes. So You may only have the energy or the bandwidth, like I said, to work on one issue right now, and that is okay. And I would recommend, if possible, get help, especially if you're overwhelmed. Now, that could be literally asking somebody for help. It could be practical help, and there's a lot of ways to ask for that. Um, I know that in my life, I, I feel like I do pretty well with asking other people for help, but it's not really practical hands-on help. Like, I don't have somebody who can come over and help with the laundry. Uh, I really don't have a lot of people who can help with taking care of five small children outside of my poor teenage big boy who gets left on de facto ba- babysitting duty sometimes. But... You know, I have asked for help in some ways. Like, I do have uh, a service where the gal comes and cleans my house every couple weeks, kind of like top to bottom, which helps set a nice baseline in a very busy house with a lot of people who were still working on pick up after yourself habits. And for me, that's worth it. I know that not everybody can do that. And I'm, I'm blessed right now that I, you know, I'm able to make that work. And my dad insists I need to be able to make that work. But, you know, that's practical help. But you may not feel like you have much practical help. And I would say that, you know, outside of that, I don't. Though I do go see a counselor every week, so I take care of myself that way. Um, And, you know, I I, I lean on people for support, like I talk to my dad periodically. And so you may have some things like that where even where somebody's not literally coming in and practically helping you, you can get kind of that emotional support and definitely ask for that help if you need it. Um, But even if you need help, in the form of a course, like you decide, okay, I'm going to go through, go to sleep. Or if you check out a book from the library or whatever, it may be that you need to, to get quote unquote help by educating yourself. And don't get, like, don't get caught up in doing endless research. One thing that I want you to realize is that part of this is, is evaluating how things are going. So make a, a plan you know, kind of a rough plan, and then give it a shot. And if it's not working for you, it's okay, tweak it. And things may change and evolve too. Like how I handle meals is in relatively frequent flux. It has changed a lot. I've been, you know, I've been on my own for, oh my goodness, a lot of years now. 
<laughs> and I've been, I've been mothering for over 20 years now. So I've been planning and preparing meals for a lot of time now. And that how that has looked and how I've done that and how I've handled that has shifted and changed more times than I can count. So it's okay if things shift and change, but you want a baseline. You want somewhere to start. Do give yourself permission to think through your problem a little bit. Examine the resources that are out there for you and choose something to try. And if it works, great. If it doesn't, you can tweak or find something else. So I would recommend too that you break things down and start small with baby steps. You will find over time, just like I said that I did, that you get things done. You really will. I promise. Even if you feel like you're always baby stepping, when you look back next year at the baby steps that you took, like if next summer, if you look back on this summer and think about where you are right now while you're listening to this podcast, and then you move forward, you're going to realize, oh my goodness, I've really come so far. And then when you think about how far will I be next year, and that's something that encourages me when I think about how far I have to go. Like I think about this time next year, my degree will be done. And that feels really good. I still feel a little bit overwhelmed that I've got more semesters to go, but it also feels good to know. This time next year, I will have resumed my midwifery studies. That feels really, really good to say. You know, so even though I'm not there, and even though I'm, you know, I've got other transitions going on and some of them feel icky and I've had to set some boundaries and make some decisions that don't feel great to me because just like most women I sometimes you know I do struggle with setting boundaries I know this time next year when I look back at me I will feel a lot better I will be proud of my strength I will be proud of my boundaries so that's something that can help you too is knowing that you will feel good and that when you have something that you're still baby stepping to, think about it this time next year. And even if you know this time next year, I won't be done. Like sometimes I think, oh, this time next year, all of my kids will be a year older and things will feel maybe easier in some ways. I realize having had, you know, I have adult children now, sometimes the teenage years feel challenging. So it's like this time next year, I'll have more kids closer to being teenagers. But this time next year, I'll also be one year closer to having all of my kids reading and better able to do independent learning and that sort of thing. This time next year, I won't have a four-year-old anymore. So, you know, that can be something those can be things that can help. And even though it's really, you know, ultimately, well, I'll have a five-year-old, so I'll still have 13 years of intense parenting to go. But I know that it, it won't be quite the same. It'll be a change. My, my little one will be much more mature. My bigger ones will be also more mature. So anyways, all of these things are just things to help you gain some perspective and hopefully give you encouragement that even if you feel like, gosh, what does it even matter if I take baby steps? Think about it in terms of years. Think about it in terms of days and years. What am I going to do today? What little baby step can I do today? And next year, I'm going to be this much closer and that much closer and that much closer. I also want you to make peace that there are always going to be things to do. There will always be new projects. But with each project, each win, each of those things is going to grow your skill as a mother. It's going to grow your skill in home management. And it's... It's probably going to grow your compassion and your ability to nurture and relate to others. 
And all of those skills, they translate to the workplace too. You'll grow skilled in your work if you're working outside the home or running a business or something. But those are all skills that help you too. When you think about one day I'd like to do this or that or, or the other, especially if you feel like maybe you set some things on hold uh, so that you could mother little ones. Think about the fact that all of the things that you're learning to do now and just the emotional maturity and the organizational maturity, I think it would be called executive function, of being able to do these things and manage your life, all of those are super valuable skills. I want you to think about it this way. Again, it's not the change you're going to make tomorrow. It's what things will look like next year, like I said. I've got, you know, I've got a friend of mine. She's also a business owner, and we sometimes do accountability calls. And when she's talking with potential clients, that's one of the things that she asks them about is next year, do you want to be in the same place in your relationships as you are right now? What do you want things to look and feel like next year? If you make a change, what will next year look like? If you don't make a change, what will next year look like? And that can help you motivate baby steps. And then, so, like I said, I've been kind of discouraged about my fitness. So here's like a really geeky, embarrassing thing for Kristen to admit. But I came across the website while I was trying to look at, you know, like, why am I having so much trouble with some of the things I've been trying to do? I came across the website Nerd Fitness, which fits me very well because I'm pretty nerdy, geeky gal. So I'm embarrassed to admit it, but I've really enjoyed reading some of the things on nerd fitness. And what I said to you a minute ago about think about things in days and years is actually something that I read there. They were talking about, you know, when you're thinking about your fitness or, or changing in your body composition or anything like that, um, just having more energy for your kids, you know, don't think about what am I going to do a week or two or anything like that. Think about what can I do today? What's one small step I can do today? And how are all of those steps going to add up to next year? You definitely can do this. Now, I also want to give you another additional little bit of wisdom from Nerd Fitness. You cannot do this if there's not some enjoyment in your life. And I think that's one thing for us moms that when, you know, we give, 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 give to everybody else. And I know that for me, like when there's so much to do, the first thing that goes is my self-care. And so this week, I've actually tried to be really intentional. So one of the things, I got an app. I'm going to have to put so much in the show notes just in case you guys are interested in all this that really doesn't have much to do with what we're talking about. But I got an app called Stylebook, and I will link to that in the show notes. Um, So Stylebook is an app that kind of helps you plan your outfits and stuff. And I'm definitely a planner. Again, I like that feeling of being in control. I like planning. Even if I know that things won't go completely according to plan, I like to have a game plan for each week. I like to have a meal plan. I like to have an outfit plan that even if I don't end up wearing those things or eating those meals, I know that the plan is there if I need to fall back on it. So I do a little bit of brainstorming. So I got this Stylebook app that helps you, it has a little calendar where you can plan out your outfits. And you can actually take photographs of your clothes and remove the background so that you can make kind of those magazine style collages with your clothes for the outfit you want to wear that day. And one thing I've done this week is as I've as I've taken each piece out of my closet, I've taken a few minutes to actually photograph it before I put it on so that, you know, progressively over the next few weeks, I'll have most of what's in my closet in my stylebook app. And that is something kind of silly, kind of frivolous, but it is self-care for me. It is saying it is okay if I take a few minutes to do this and even if it ultimately means at the end of the day that I didn't have as much time working on cleaning the pole barn, or I didn't get something else done, I did something that gave me a little bit of delight and a little bit of joy in the day. 
And that's really important. And Nerd Fitness talks about it. You know, you've got to have time for the things that feel good to you and that you want to do and that you want to enjoy. And it may not be tons of time. It may not be long spa days or vacations away from the kids or whatever, but it can be little bits of joy. I've been listening to these affirmations from Tony Jones. She's an artist from Detroit. She does great affirmations. They're kind of set to R&B music. They are really awesome to listen to. They're geared especially for women. And a couple of her tracks talk about ordering life around pleasure. And I don't want to jump into like theological debates or anything because I know that that can bring up stuff from like scripture and stuff like that from people who are like, you know, we're supposed to be stoic and not focused on pleasure and all of that. And that's not what, I don't think that's the context. She's not talking about like hedonistic pleasure or anything like that. She's talking about making sure that when you plan and order your day, there's time for fun. There's time to laugh with your friends. There's time to laugh with your family. There's time to play board games with your kids. There's time to have a dance party with your kids. I did that the other morning. Um, it was raining. I knew I wasn't going to go out and walk the dog. And so I put on a dance video and danced when my kids came and danced with me. And it was so much fun. So there's time in life for those pleasures. Life is meant to be enjoyed and it's meant for joy. And I mean, it's okay if it's not great every day. It's okay if you feel overwhelmed and lose your cool. Remember to apologize. But also remember to make that space for joy and things that feel good to you. And if you're in a dark place right now, and I've been there when it feels like there won't be light and there won't be joy, take care of yourself. One of Tony's lyrics and one of her songs is, I'm a hydrated woman. And she, in the lyric before that, she's talking about, you know, how she doesn't let the busyness of the day block out good nutrition. But I will replay that line in my head. I'm a hydrated woman because it's just that small act of self-love of taking sips of water throughout the day or gulps of water if I need to, where I'm acknowledging that I'm going to take care of myself. And if you feel like you're in that place that's really dark where you can't do much else, then I would encourage you just to find something small like that that you can do to nourish yourself. And maybe it is that you allow yourself five minutes to look at a funny cat meme every day. You know, just something small that turns up the corner of your mouth. Maybe it's that you watch a funny movie or that you watch an episode of a show that you enjoy. Because you have the energy to do nothing else except for sit there and watch a show. You don't even have the energy to read, a, you know, a cheesy romance novel or whatever. You know, another, this, this is funny. My mom and I have had this running joke for years and years and years and years about Fabio, right? Like just, oh, Fabio, where's the Fabio? Anyways, so I was in the library the other day and they had this stack of cheesy romance novels and they had a poster of Fabio above it and he's shirtless and, you know, looking like in his Fabio blonde and long mane glory. And somebody, one of the librarians had drawn like, uh, an aura around his face and they had written on there you know um where is my shirt can somebody tell me or has anybody seen my missing shirt and it's just hilarious and I snapped a picture of it because that running joke has kind of become a running joke between me and my oldest now too and so I sent that picture off in text messages and just you know just to chuckle just to chuckle for a small moment of the day of connection and relationship and fun and it's just you know it, just those tiny moments of smiling can perhaps help you even if you feel like it's it's difficult. Um, you know, I've done a lot better since I've given myself some grace and found some things to look forward to every day. I still have trouble taking a day off, but I try and take a day off here and there. And one big thing that's progress for me is if there's 
activities for the kids planned that I know are going to take up the majority of the day. I won't expect myself to then come home and get some work done. I'll give myself permission that today the hat that I'm wearing is the mom hat. And then when I get home, it's to relax and recuperate from the mom hat. And that's okay. I don't worry so much about other work. So it might mean that I plan my week to make sure that school assignments and, and stuff for natural birth and baby care gets done at other times. But I'm working on giving myself that grace. And I'm also working on giving myself permission to take a day off completely here and there. I try and do that on Saturdays. But it's still really hard for me. So I get it if you're a work in progress just like me. But I know that when I've started giving myself grace every day, a little bit of time to read every day, some time for smiles, time to snap photos so that I can put them in, you know, photos of clothes so I can put them in my style book app, that sort of thing. It really helps. And it might be little things for you too. And again, realizing that a year from now, I will be much, much stronger. You will be much, much stronger. And even if new challenges come and crop up, you are still, you're building skills and resilience that will help you face those things. And there may be times that you feel like you're overwhelmed and you're back at square one. And then you just pull out your big sheet of paper when you're ready and and you handle that, you know? And it, it may be things, it may be little things like right now I'm gonna work on meals, but I'm not gonna worry about dishes. So for a couple weeks, I'm gonna buy paper plates and use disposable plates and utensils, work on the meals, and then we'll work on figuring out the dishwashing system. It may be tiny, 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 tiny baby steps like that. And it's okay. Just know that things, you know, you will be much stronger, much more resilient, much better a year from now, and much better able to bounce back for when the inevitable ups and downs, new babies, toddlers who are, you know, you have to go back to square one with sleeping, that sort of thing, illnesses, global pandemics, all of that sort of stuff. You will be more resilient and better able to help it as you get systems in place now that help you figure out how to examine those things, step back, and working your way out of them. I just, I want you to remember too that you're doing a good job. You are doing a good job. Take that time to IDS what's going on. Do that brain dump. Figure out what's going on. Take a baby step with one thing and find some time for pleasure every day. Know those signs of mom burnout like I talked about at the beginning. I know I can feel it happening now. And then go back and rinse and repeat these steps. Or take a little time for you. Realize I'm just burned out. I need to binge watch a show for you know, put the kids to bed in the evening and bench watch a show for a couple days and then pull myself together. It's okay. Life will go on. It's okay to give yourself grace. And again, remember, if you need some practical help, I do have two resources that are really helpful for the biggest issues that families usually have when moms come to me. And that's sleep is a problem. Go to sleep. I'll link to that in the show notes. Remember that has newborn, baby, and toddler sleep. So it's going to help everybody get better sleep. And then the mothering bundle includes tons of practical classes on juggling motherhood, but especially on handling meals and keeping up with the house and laundry and that sort of thing. There's a lot of good ideas in the classes, in that bundle, and it is on summer special right now. So again, check out the show notes for links to those things. Let me know if you have any questions, and I will look forward to talking with you next week. Next week, we're going to pivot a little bit and head back into pregnancy and birth. We're going to talk about why childbirth is much safer than you may believe, and I look forward to chatting with you about that. Check out those classes. You can go to naturalbirthandbabycare.com slash shop to jump right into them, and I will talk with you next week. Thanks for listening to the Birth, Baby and Life podcast with Kristen Burgess. For great resources and tons more info, visit www.birthbabylife.com. 
visit www.birthbabylife.com.